segment. And we left you off and we were talking about the violations or the alleged violations for the last, the, more recently, the six schools that will be announced at a later date. So, with that being said, there is a bill being proposed mm -hmm. that will allow athletes to profit from the name advances. So, what this means is what, I'm going to give you what it says in the article and then we'll talk about it a little bit. Um, it's a California bill that will make it possible for a college athlete to profit from the use of his or her name, images, and likeness past another subcommittee hurdle in the legislative process Tuesday. So this article uh, was from last Tuesday, and apparently this bill is progressing. Um, it was nine it was voted nine zero to move the bill forward. So there is some stake in this. And, you know, um, it's like the fair, it's called the Fair Play Act, which was introduced in February, mm -hmm. and it would prohibit schools in California from taking away scholarships or eligibility from college athletes who use their notoriety to make money. <clears throat> the proposal allows for athletes to hire an agent or attorney to represent them in business deals without losing their eligibility. It would not require schools to pay its players, but instead guarantee players the same rights given to Olympic athletes. Mm -hmm. If it is passed, it would not go into effect until 2023. Okay. So, basically, what is being said is the simple fact that they will not, they're not going to say that they're going to flat out pay these kids. But what they're saying is they are progressively or and aggressively looking into having these kids make some money on their self, invest in themselves, mm -hmm. where they will allow them to hire an agent for that purpose or an attorney for that purpose, right. which I think is great. How about accident? Again, because, like we just mentioned, the kids need something. Right? We talk about them as athletes and prospects and this and that, but they're still kids. And... Like Ben Simmons said, and like I've been saying, it's a slap in the face mm -hmm. for this young athlete to be touted as this young athlete. Uh, I walk around campus, my head held high, whatever. But then I see 100, 200 other people walking around with the, with the basketball jersey. Let's just say, say their basketball jersey with my name on it and my number. You ain't profiting. Enough. And the school. profit. Is profiting. The NCAA is profiting. Getting the goose and I'm getting nothing, but I'm the one that's going out there performing, selling. putting my body on a line and taking these pictures and, you know, doing these posters and whatever and interviews with my likeness, and I'm not getting paid anything from that. Um, like I said, I think that's a disgrace, and I think it should be something should be done about. So I applaud this um, bill proposal, and I hope that this uh bill goes through and there's a an nfl player who was involved in this as well uh los angeles Chargers uh lineman offensive lineman russell Ocon mm -hmm. is among one of the advocates for the bill and he told the committee that the ncaa's treatment of athletes was exploitive oppressive and analogous to how prisoners are treated mm -hmm. kind of harsh but he has a point. Uh, and he also said, why does, why does a free marketing system 
work for everyone but the student athlete. Mm -hmm. It's about basic civil liberties and repressive measures that still exist today. I applaud Russell Okung for being involved and being an advocate for this bill, mm -hmm. one that went through the process, that now is made has made it into the proofs, but like I said, has been through the process mm -hmm. and understands what goes on and what went on. Mm -hmm. And he can relate to these kids, and I'm happy to see that he is involved and on board. Hopefully he can pull some other professional athletes in or some Olympic athletes in, and they can do something to get this bill passed mm -hmm. so these athletes can benefit from their self, themselves, That's their the own likeness, the their images, and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So I will keep you updated on this proposal Please. and um, let you know how it plays out when I get the information when things Please. proceed. Now, lastly, before we get into our NBA talk, because mm -hmm. the NBA talk is going to be pretty hefty. <laughs> it's going to be pretty hefty, and it will probably take us a little bit to get through. Mm -hmm. So I want to just talk about the other, another story that I saw over the weekend. And if you haven't heard, there were some former NBA players who were playing the Big Three who have since been deactivated and released from the oh, um, company. Uh there was an announcement saying that the deactivation of several big-name players, the former NBA players were Lamar Odom, mm -hmm. Baron Davis, Bonzi Wells, and Jermaine O'Neal. Mm -hmm. Initially, the statements were out and the reports were out that the by the big three that the changes are being implemented mm -hmm. to maximize competition, mm -hmm. protect the health of players, and to raise the level of professionalism of the big three. Mm -hmm. Later on, as we know, you know, when you dig deep enough, you find stuff. Right. Because they only going to tell you what they, they want to tell you when they want to tell you. Old school rules. So me as the media member doing my due diligence. Do your homework, baby. I always do my homework before I report anything <laughs> to you. Yep. So it was also reported that Lamar Odom has apparently or is being reported. Like I said, these are none of my own words. Mm-hmm. It's been reported that he's had somewhat of a relapse. Apparently, there was some drug paraphernalia and some marijuana mm -hmm. left behind in his room after one of the appearances in a certain town of the Big Three. Mm. So, with all these other guys immediately being deactivated, it, it makes you wonder if those guys had anything to do with it any similarities across the board with them uh i don't really read too much into that what i meant was was it all of them that were in that room okay, that were had okay. the drug like paraphernalia whatever yeah whatever but i, I i'm pretty I'm not gonna say pretty sure i believe that it was mostly lamar odom mm -hmm. uh i would say with the weed thing those other guys were probably in there I mean, you know, it's a known fact that a bunch of no it's a bunch of NBA guys that play, yeah. league, but they're still rep they're still representing the big league. Yeah, true. Ice Cube's league is in his second or his third year now, yeah, right? And he has blow up. It is like the premier three on three league right now in the world. Right. Um, it is a great in between time mm -hmm. for the NBA finals when the NBA finals ends uh -huh. and Have leading you into. Right. You know, for basketball fans, leading you into football where you don't have that stagnant space mm -hmm. where there's nothing. Mm -hmm. So they are representing a major business. Mm -hmm. And I can understand how 
the business as far as Ice Cube and his other partners would want to jump on this, get ahead on this, and get it done, get it over fast, you know, and put it out there. But I also think that they were decent and respectful in the way that they put out their initial report saying that they wanted to maximize the competition and whatever Mm -hmm. of the league, which basically also was saying to me that these guys were not in shape and well enough to perform. Um, It's reported that Lamar Odom was not in shape to play. But now, you know, you start to hear more things and you start to read more into with and you put issues with the names. And that was probably the case. These guys were probably not in shape. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as as a former athlete myself, a coach, referee, these are the times when you get serious injuries. Right. And it's not really beneficial for these guys at the state in their careers to have or sustain any of these major injuries that we would see, ACL tears right. and mm-hmm. things of that nature. So it's not really beneficial for them to do that. So it's also been reported that there's a possibility to that they could come back, they could make a return mm-hmm. to the lit. Probably won't be this year. But I understand, you know, I think Ice Cube is looking at both sides of the fence with this thing where he's saying that these guys are not in shape and it's not really going to be beneficial for the program or the product that we're putting out. It's not it's going to hurt the competitiveness of the league. Right. So we have to do something and we just got to let him go. But I also respect the fact that he was businesslike right. and he did not put out there that these guys were probably out of shape or whatever. He just said that they wanted to maximize the competition and you know the level of, of playing field of the actual league, which I think was a noble gesture mm. on his part, you know, in respect in regards to these guys and who they were at one point in their NBA careers. Right. Now, that being said, we got bigger, bigger NBA stuff to get to. And there's a chance that we might not get to um, our youth basketball mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. So if we do not get to the youth basketball issues, I will carry that over until next week mm-hmm. and definitely do that. And a matter of fact, I think I'm definitely going to do that because I need more time to um, to decipher, it's to go through. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. I, not, not so much the homework, but right. the way though, it's a two part series, right. and I gotta I gotta get back in there and break it down mm-hmm. some more. Because I feel like I need to give you the right information. Absolutely. I don't want to have to be second-guessing myself or mm-hmm. putting out information that is incorrect. So I'm going to take my time with that again the rest of the week. And I'll bring that back to uh, bring that back for next week. You know, like we do, we keep it 100 here. Right, so right. I want to be as clear as I can possibly can with all of the information right. presented to you all as well. Mm-hmm. So... One of the things I posted when I was um, prepping for the show and giving you, um, you know, your thought process, the itinerary um, and the topics for the show, mm-hmm. I was thinking of all of the the most recent and, the, and all of the uh, free agent activity. Uh, I thought back as far as the playoffs last year, even a little further, Frank, to when we were into maybe like the last month and a half of the regular season mm-hmm. when it really started to get the, the playoff start talk really started Just to heat there. up. Mm-hmm. So 
one of the things I wanted to see, and I asked a few people, was is there what they like to say a power shift or a power conference in the NBA right now? Maybe. Is it the East or the West? Maybe. So, I feel like the West is still there. It's yeah. still above the East. Um, it had, the West had slacked off just a little bit, yeah. you know, but last season made a change. And people are probably saying, well, last season, we got to look, look, last season made a change Toronto, in it. Um, and as far as the West, you had your regulars, the Warriors, you know, the Rockets, Denver. the Spurs, Denver. right? Mm-hmm. You know, because the Spurs, I put the Spurs yeah. in there because the Spurs are always History. in the mix. Mm-hmm. It's not so much, but they're just always in the mix. Yeah. I don't care what happens during the regular season. Mm-hmm. If they get in the playoffs, they're always either Dang. getting mm-hmm. or they're always extremely close. Mm-hmm. But last year, you had some teams that took some leaps. Mm-hmm. The Denver Nuggets, Portland Trailblazers. Utah Jazz, mm-hmm. Los Angeles Clippers. Mm-hmm. And I think that the power Stay is back the to the West because now wow. with the way the season played out last season, mm-hmm. injuries, and I'm speaking of Golden State Warriors mm-hmm. as far as but the injuries, mm-hmm. uh, as far as Kawhi Leonard going back to the Western Conference, and also facilitating or the uh, Clippers facilitating the trade that they made to somehow land Kawhi Leonard Mm -hmm. and Paul George. Mm -hmm. The West, I think, is going to be the stronger conference. And I say that because there are more teams Mm -hmm. in the West that you could say have a more serious fighting chance than some of the teams on the East. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, in the in the West, and this was just a real quick glance through for me, uh, the teams that I think would be will be in the mix Lakers. mostly uh, are the Warriors, the Nuggets, the Blazers, the Jazz, the Clippers. I throw the Spurs in there again because, like I said, they are always in the mix. Houston, the Lakers, and the Pelicans. Now, for all intent and purposes, you have to throw the Warriors in there. People are probably going to say the Warriors are this, the Warriors are that. The Warriors are not done. They're not going to just lay down and die. They ain't going to find them, but they're still there. They have some pieces there. They may still even make the playoffs. I got them in the playoffs. I'm saying they may still even... They may still even make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, they pretty much have to hold the fort down until Clay can come back healthy. They're going to be in there. So, <laughs> you, but you almost you have to put them in there in in any conversation about the West because they're the defending Western hey, they, Conference they, they, champions. Quick, can I say real quick? You probably disagree, but until he come back, guess who's going to be Mike at the MVP? My my vote, and I'm not big on MVP awards. Steph. I'm not Curry. worried about. I'm not worried no, about. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's going to be balling out. I mean, the MVP out. is a far going conclusion. Yeah, but I'm saying he's going to be balling right out until he come back. He has to. There's no other and way the, to the do it. The reason why I said that because it's going to make them. Well, make them it's not going to make six, them. Seven, seven, it's not going to make them that, but that's what they have he to has do. Some hair, he's the he has to. I mean, if they didn't do the move, they didn't make the moves that they made in free agency. It would have been. Right. It would have been Steph and Draymond against the NBA. Yeah, Draymond. 
it would have been extremely oh, tough. Way, wouldn't have been that team too. Yeah. Thank you. Right. So, so they're still down. in the mix. Yes. And you know, so that's one, two. That's eight teams there. And uh-huh. teams that got better last year, some of them got even better going into this season. Clippers. The Utah Jazz, <laughs> the Clippers. Clippers and remember, I said this to you. Yes, you did. This I said this to you uh-huh. with the initial trade of Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. I told you that the Pelicans would be in the mix. Yeah. The Pelicans made some moves. I'm, I'm like, I'm and like, like we said, we mm-hmm. know this is all on paper. Wait to see. But Wait to see. the game still had to be played. Yeah. But I told you. Three years. Not to be surprised right. if the Pelicans were in this mix. And right now, since we, all we have is on paper, right. I put them in the mix. I apologize okay? to you, Dave. So I, I say a year away. On, they got to be mixed. Nah, I'll say it's less than because that. You know, I, listen. Look, listen. Listen. Zion, you think listen, that injury is that a fluke listen, or whatever? What's the deal? They are handling it the smart way. He played whatever minutes and he right. hasn't played since. I love it. I love his character. And he hasn't played since. Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing. Right. And they got a David David Griffin is there. I mean, hell, David Griffin built a champion in Cleveland. Right, right. True. I, okay. I got my year away. So, imagine what he can do there. And they got their talent level is better now with him there. Than it was when he built when he started building in Cleveland. True, true. Okay, so it's an easier it's an easier route for him to make that team successful. Right. Not saying that he definitely will. Right. We'll but see. knowing his track record and things that he can do, right. that is a better situation than the one that he built. So they can be an going in. You think they can be AFC? I think so. Okay. Now we'll on the East, mm-hmm. three teams. There's probably going to be a race. With three teams, Sixers. and that's probably going to end up being two, mm-hmm. because got the Sixers coming out. Because the way I see it, and like I said, my opinions, uh-huh. the way I look at it, that's I have to put the Raptors in there because they are the defending champions. Uh, yes, I have to. Yeah. You have to put them in there. They're well, defending champions. You yeah. got to put them in there. I got y'all coming out. Yeah. Um, and you don't know what they're going to be. Milwaukee, yeah. Milwaukee, and the Sixers. Yeah, fight a dog fight. Now, you could throw. Boston, a right? little bit of wiggle room for Boston. No. And the Nets, yes. Yes. Now, the Nets. Two years. In two, three years down the line, um, you might be throwing chip. them in that top. <laughs> they might I'm not going to say chip. You'll be throwing KD. them in that top three. So what? And, uh, and so Kyrie. What? Okay, then what else do they have? Yeah, that's the What else do they have? No, I guess they build some pieces around them. Maybe. Right, so I'm we'll saying. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. The Celtics, they just always find a way. They just find a way to do some things. And most of that quarter they have left has been together for a few years. So they can play together, you know, if they will. Mm -hmm. But it's just not working out the way they expected it to work out when they started. Right. Now, the West is stacked. You know, so I feel like there's a power shift. And I feel like the West is the stronger conference. See, real quick, you said power shift. They ain't going nowhere. Maybe well, it did. one year? Well, it was, there was no really, well, like, wasn't really, no. Yeah. Well, well, you, yeah, you right. think about it, it let, more than a year, because you got to go back to, okay. you got to go back to the, what, five in a row years oh, yeah, that they yeah. were in the finals. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. And yeah, there were at least three of them years, yeah. they just ran through the West. They ran through the league, rather. So, you know, it, it recently now, you can legitimately say that the West is probably now the power conference. And like I said, because all of these teams that have gotten better, 
And both LA teams are gonna be good. It is, <laughs> you know, it, it is one of those things Five where mm-hmm. you have to just wait and see. You know, it, it's like the games have to be played. I can't wait to like I said, we can sit here and we can come up with so many combinations <laughs> and this and that. And like I said, my opinions are my opinions only. And I gave it to you how I see it, how I saw it, the way I looked at it. And that's just where I'm at with it now. So the West, I think, is the part. I think it's going to be some teams fighting for the playoffs in the West Mm -hmm. that are not going to get in that arguably – should how be. How you in. think, real quick? How you think Houston gonna do with the addition of Westbrook? They played before. Listen, they said they couldn't. It listen, didn't work. It's only one ball. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna work. And, and then you got no, you no. got them two together. And ball and ball. you know somebody else mentioned something. It was either Stephen Jackson or, or my friend Raven Lyons mm-hmm. said, you know, you went through what you went through the last few years with Houston, mm-hmm. and the moves you made and whatever, yeah. but you didn't do anything. Right. So he said, and everybody is going on the the player, the personnel. Uh-huh. He said, you know, maybe it's time that you start looking at coaching too. Right. You know, I can't remember who it was. It was either, I think it might have been both of them. The isolation. But you know, it, it it has to be a point where you have to look that way. Yeah. And I think right now is the time. And you know, on on the back end of that, like I said, it's only one ball. Right. Hard. Both of those guys are ball dominant. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna work. I mean, Rusty does play D, but again, it's only one ball. Both of those guys are ball dominant. So, how are you going to get them to coexist, especially in clutch moments of the game, exactly. late moments of the game? Playoff. How are you going to get them to humble themselves in a way where they can still win games and be successful? It's going to be tough. You know, like I said, like it's only one basketball, right. and it's not much else there. I mean, they're still trying to move Eric Gordon, so it's not much else there after Russie and uh, James Harden. So, you know, we'll see what happens with right. that. You know, and again, on the back end of that, the Chris Paul move, they got rid of that salary, which they needed to get rid of. But it's a very good chance that he won't not play a day in OKC. He, he that that is the right. total rebuild, right? And just that's the only reason they, they can take that money. They, they got picks. It's the only reason they can take that money. So they got to rebuild, and they gonna have to do it through the draft. Yeah, they got a lot of picks. Because now that no one's there, there are no stars that are gonna want to go to OKC, Mm-mm. and it's already it's already a small market anyway. Mm-hmm. So there's no stars that are gonna want to go there K-A. until they go. So they're gonna have to build right. through the draft and develop a whole new identity with. Man new players Baca, and new KD. new life mm-hmm. so that being said we'll take a quick break yeah when we come back we'll wrap some things up yeah. and talk to you a little bit about some stuff coming up for us for the show yes, for sir. me and stay tuned folks it's your boy d your boy we'll see you on the other side